welcome to Writer on the Road, where we explore the writing and publishing processes in all their glory. To learn more about the podcast, visit us online at www.writerontheroad.com. And remember, in all your writing endeavours, it's the journey that matters. And welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today we're on the east coast of Australia and I have a man who I've been wanting to talk to for a very long time. Uh, Welcome, Lee Powell. Thank you for having me, Belinda. It's a pleasure to, uh, to be here. Talking now, to a fellow Australian. <laughs> yes. Now, I didn't even realise that the man who came up with that wonderful tool called Scrivener uh, was one of us. So I'm going to thank you on behalf of myself to get me organised in my writing, but I'm guessing a whole lot of us will love you forever more for that tool. Yeah, well, actually, I can't take credit for the, the inception of Scrivener itself. It was actually a guy called Keith Blount who created on the Mac and I was using it had to actually buy a Mac to use it at the time I was studying in the UK. And, um, yeah, I wrote to him back before 2008, said, mate, this is an amazing tool that you have here, total paradigm shift. It's nonlinear. It allows me to make a mess. It allows me to write in any way I want to. Um, Have you thought about doing a Windows or a Linux version? And he... He said no. He was busy enough trying to rewrite Scrivener because the first the first uh, write of that code had been a disaster. And then, but there was a lot of interest, and then he'd written it properly because he's not a programmer by trade. He's a, uh, I think he was like a PhD. He was a teacher and a PhD, uh, not dropout. Very very smart guy. He was doing medieval history or something. Really interesting guy. Formed um, a reasonably good friendship over the years, and eventually he acquiesced to my petitioning and um, we started collaborating about 2008, 2009. And um, yeah, it took me three years, I think, just to get to version one of Scrivener. We were so far behind the Mac. Obviously we started with a a seven year, uh, he had a seven year start on us really. And um, so yeah, as a software engineer by trade, I thought it would be reasonably easy. I've been building banking and finance systems and trading systems um, in my career. And um, I was totally depressed. And I used to write a lot when I was a kid and um, some terrible novels, and um, which thankfully never saw the light of day. At the time, I was devastated with all the rejection letters. But um, I wrote a play um, and I used to write a lot of poetry. My poetry wasn't bad. Um, I like songwriting as well, but I'm, I'm a terrible musician, but I'm quite good with the lyrics, the lyrics side of things. And um, so Scrivener was, was really, a, it saved me because I was probably, you know, mid, uh, late 30s, um, had all the things that I thought I wanted in life, all the material things, had beautiful kids, the family, the wife. I mean, we've been married for 28 years now, me and my wife, so... And, um, you know, that has its ups and downs. And, and, um, but fundamentally, we're happy. We over-communicate and um, all that sort of stuff. So, but I was totally depressed. And I just thought, I've got to get out of this corporate thing. But, um, of course, you, you, you get used to the money. So it was, uh, it was a catch-22. And, um, and I just wanted to align myself more with my core values uh, um, at the time. And I thought, this whole writing thing, which I've always loved, regardless of whether, whether I'm any good at it or not. Um, I just loved it. And um, the whole creative aspect of coding, um, 
and creating something. Um, the Windows is completely rewritten from the ground up. Obviously, the Mac version of Scrivener is a Mac version. And um, so we had to start from scratch. And that was, that was a wonderful experience, many um, years of seven-day weeks until we actually you know, could step back a bit when there was a little bit of money coming in. Huge risk, um, you know, trying to step away from work and, and doing all that sort of stuff. But I think that's like anything in life, whether you want to write a book or um, you know, make a career out of writing, you have to start on the side generally. And the reality is there's probably only 100 authors in the world that make a shit ton of money. Um, it's probably 50. And the rest, um, the millions of others, um, can make a, a reasonable, decent income. Um, but, um, yeah, I think if it's part of you who you are, um, you have to pursue that. You have to follow your curiosity and, and um, go down that rabbit hole as best you can, balancing all the other things in your life that you have to do. And it's risky and... But it's very cathartic. It's therapeutic. I think that's why people read and write. We're looking for answers. We're looking for um, comfort. We're looking to make sense of things in in the world and in our lives with our wounds and past hurts and all that sort of stuff. So I just love being in this space. And with Scrivener, it's really cool because you can write a book with a, a, a pen and pencil and get somebody else to type it up and correct it. You don't need any software at all. That's the reality. The reality is that writers um, just write and they get on and they do it every day. And um, I was talking to one of my, one of my favorite authors, um, a guy called Daniel Suarez, um, who has written a few books. They're more, he's kind of an IT geek like me, or he was. And um, he started fondling and playing around with writing. And, and he said to me, you just got to write every day. That's the reality. You just write a little bit every day and you'll be surprised how it builds up. And I think that, that, that principle hasn't changed at all. And um, so it's not software. I think what I like about Scrivener is the fact that it allows me to write in any way that I want to. However, the majority of people are just so overwhelmed with the complexity of Scrivener, even though we've tried to make it as simple as possible, especially with the new release of three um, on the Mac and Windows is, is very close to, to being in a launchable state now. We've been in beta for over a year and that changes the interface again. But there, there's a lot. There's a lot of different types of writers. Um, some are far more sophisticated than others. Some are technical writers, some uh, script writers, some uh, <clears throat> some have really very little skill. And the only thing I can say with Scrivener, if it's one of those things, unfortunately, where you can you can try to simplify it as much as possible. But if the if the people who use the software or try try the software, I mean there's a very generous trial to that software that can last months and months and months, because it's it's 30 days of uh, of use, not 30 consecutive days like most software. And um, if people just do the tutorial, which probably takes in reality, if you do it properly, it probably takes three or four hours, which is a huge ask. But if, you, if people just did the tutorial, the, you know, the proverbial light would just go, holy shit, I get it. This is, this, is like, this is not like anything else. This doesn't care what order or how I write. It's just about, it's totally not uh, nonlinear. Um, it allows me to make a complete mess. It allows me to write different versions of things and then compile 
and consolidate compile is a horrible word but this is what we use it's it's the it's the right word but it, even that can seem confusing um but yeah you don't have to worry about styling um you can do all your formatting and all that stuff and, and at the end it's really um it's a powerful tool i love it i love using it and i think creating the tool um i have no excuse <laughs> Uh, it's kind of been a great procrastination strategy um, for many years as to why I'm not writing anything. But um, um, now I really don't have any excuse once three goes out. And I think Keith as well in the UK who did the Scrivener for Mac and the iOS version, he's of the same accord. We want to continue with Scrivener, but we also want to do what we said we wanted to do in, initially, which is we both want to write as well. So, you know, we do the novel in a day thing. We do a little bit of writing in the background. and. Um, but yeah, to, to actually write something again now as an adult after reading, I think pretty much every single, not every single, but there's just so many books I'm writing. And, um, you know, I think what, what happened to me, and just stop me, um, Melinda, because I'll just talk. You just interrupt me. Um, you know, you read, there's just so many books. I mean, there's, you know, you've got the, the ones that I think, you can do the whole Joseph Campbell thing and that's really valuable, but he's, he's quite technical and um, there's, there's people building you know, huge empires, well, not empires, but businesses around teaching people to write. And the problem I found, I did a course um, for three years. Um, I was invited to do a course and, and it, was a, it was really good, but I was paralyzed with, with the amount of information that I was getting and what I should and shouldn't be doing, what's my inner, outer motivation, all these technical terms. Um, and after reading all the literature I'd read and then reading this course, I was so insecure in my writing that I practically just stopped for like five years. It was, it was, it had stopped being fun and it had stopped being, um, you know, arousing, if you like, where you, you, you sort of, got these characters in your or this story in your mind. And I was, I was literally just paralyzed, you know, analysis paralysis or information overload, whatever you want to call it. But I think fundamentally, when I look back over probably a decade of or more of reading and studying this space, um, you know, I, I like the, this, this, this strong, uh, what's his name? I think it's strong and white elements of style. I think that's, that's kind of a staple. Um, I like Solstein, um, How to Grow a Novel. I think that's a great book. Um, Stephen King, who I can't read his books, um, although Angela from One Stop did give me a whole series to read because they just scare the crap out of me. But I did read Carrie when I was a kid, and that's why I, I can't read. So it's not that I don't like Stephen King, but he's got a book called On Writing, which I think for me would be one of the best books I've ever read. Um, you know, I don't... He, he, he believes that you can't... Um, you're either born a writer or not. It's probably the only thing I disagree with in the book um, because I think technology and information, the way we assimilate information, the way we can get feedback has changed. And I also think McKee, uh, McKee on, he's got a book called Story, which was just a big read and I didn't find that super useful, but it's, it's got lots, there's just so much information. And this is kind of why I like One Stop because Scrivener for me takes care of, you want to write, you need a tool to write whether it's a notepad or a piece of software, it doesn't matter. There's plenty of tools out there. Um, but Scrivener works for me because I, I guess I understand it and I have a vested interest in it and um, it's flexible to um, 
accommodate my style and that probably style changes every year as I read something new and it, I can do anything in there. I can create structures, um, whatever. But with one stop, what's great about that and the, the separation for me is one stop's all about how do you, how do you actually come up with a, a, an evocative, um, integral story where your characters, um, are really you, as deep as you want to make them and give you really insight into, into character, um, because ultimately a reader wants to live vicariously through, through, through a character to understand, um, to escape, sure. But I think deep down, maybe subconsciously, we, all, we are looking for answers. And I think if you have a, a fundamentally flawed um, character with some, you know, some great traits and, some, and some, uh, some negative traits and some wounds and some lies they believe about it themselves, all that stuff, um, makes for a very compelling character and it actually triggers a lot of um, different thoughts that you might have for your plot because I think before I started to engage with um, Becca um, Pugliese and, and Angela Ackerman, I was probably more plot driven and I didn't really understand, you know, I thought it all had to be plot and I knew the character was important but you kind of think I'll add a bit of this, I'll add a bit of that and it'll all sort of come together. But your writing ends up being quite dry, but because you're so close to it, you can't see it. And um, what I found with One Stop, those girls are amazing. They, they have anyone who has the ability to distill the yeah, plethora of information out there, distill it down into some succinct tutorials or tools or worksheets um, and actually make sense of it. And it's, it's a really, really clever clever girls and um and I, I found that i've understood more about writing or the components of of how to create a story from those girls than anything from developing these tools so i've i love that working in that space with them because it's kind of the other piece of the puzzle so for me i just think that yeah i'm kind of lost you know following my curiosity in this space and i'm in a good place it's can be incredibly hard at times. Um, we just released the character builder tool with One Stop, which has been, I mean, they're, they're hopelessly um, inept when it comes to technology. <laughs> so it's like, we spent probably nine months drawing up um, wireframes to try and get us all on the same page, to try and make sure I understood what they, where they were coming from. And then I think we spent almost, well, a year developing um, the tool because it's all web-based. You're scriven as a desktop tool, totally different. And the web space, which I hadn't used for years. Um, I remember when I was at IBM, we you know, built some of the early um, websites they had for selling their PC products online back in mid to late 90s. Um, and, um, but the, that whole space has changed from a technology perspective. So there was, there's so much to learn uh, that, took me a while to get up to speed. There's like 10 pieces of technology that we use just to, just to get a single tool happening online. But yeah, one stop has been, it's been, um, both, both tools are organic. Like we, we just, I guess I'm lucky with Scrivener because Keith is a real brain behind that. He's very involved in the community and he understands fundamentally what, a tool should be and often he's trying to work out what not to put in there and what should go in there and that's that's a skill in itself and he's also very good on the interface um, whereas um, with one stop it's been far more evolutionary like even the site today looks 
we're all kind of frustrated with the look and feel of it because it's kind of, it looks a bit dated. But, you know, the character tour really was an epiphany for us all because we, as we knew we had these great thesauruses, and that's how it started with Angel and Becca. I, um, I was doing the Scrivener thing and I created this dictionary, um, which I was looking at creating a poetry tool for myself. And um, I created this dictionary called Clever Dictionary, which is a complete disaster. Um, great tool. And what it was, it was a, um, like a visual thesaurus where you could look up synonyms and hyponyms and all these different types of stuff. It had some integrated quotes and um, had various dictionaries and wrote a thesaurus um, in there, all integrated, and you could search and find the perfect word, if you like. Um, and I approached them and said, look, I've been using your emotion thesaurus um, books and positive and negative trait thesaurus books, and I just, I just love it. And um, so, you know, I said, look, I've got this tool. I'm thinking about maybe we could, could um, put your content in an electronic form. I was still thinking desktop. And um, then I, I, they were saying, well, it's funny because we were thinking about contacting you and it was just like that kind of, yeah, that serendipity that kind of happens. And, and um, we just started talking and then eventually we, we, we formed One Stop and it's obviously Clever Dictionary died. But, um, you know, so we started out with just the thesauruses and then some tools and, um, and worksheets. But now with the character tool, it's like we've just realised how we can leverage all of their thesaurus content. I think there's 15 now that they've got there. And um, bring them all together, integrate them all together in a very powerful way. And this character tool, like I have, I have tried all sorts of character tools. I mean, maybe I've missed some, but there's just nothing like this. Nothing. I mean, there's lots of ones which say, you know, what's the eye colour, what's the, you know, the hair colour, what's, you know, all this, how old are they, how tall are they, all that sort of, you know, really average information. Um, I think there's a snowflake method which kind of goes, there's a few quite good things out there, but there's nothing like this for a character character tool. So I'm really excited to see how how it goes in in the real world. But more importantly, it's just, it's elucidated, if you like, how we can integrate all the other tools and integrate the whole of the one-stop um, website into a cohesive whole where we can we can start incorporating a like a overall global roadmap type thing so users can feel like they're in complete control they can see any part of their their project their story project if you like um, at any moment in time so the whole creation of the story becomes a compelling story and a deep story becomes very very easy so yeah that's 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 how I'm getting my rocks off at the moment, I guess, in in the the writing space. So it's been cathartic. It's been you know you learn a lot about yourself through the writing process as well. It's weird. So and uh, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm still I'm I'm catching up, everyone. Um, now we've just had Lee chatting to us about uh, his life and his story about um, I guess why he's so passionate about what he does and the writing process. Lee, I want to drill down just for the next five or ten minutes before I lose you yep. all together. I just want to drill down into the character builder. I've been playing with it this morning for probably an hour, maybe two, and at the end of it, I'm going to get this eight-page PDF that is going to be the best planning tool that I could have for my for my protagonists. Now, I could go back and do that for um, my other characters as well. And as I build my series, I can build up these profiles for all my characters and I can go in and change them very easily. Uh, 
Becca has a little tutorial video on One Stop for Writers and it's 10 minutes and it takes you through all these wonderful headings, uh, backstory, personality, behavior, motivation, physical details, which I skipped, uh, daily life, gallery and summary, and then it all prints out. And as you, just to recap what you were saying there, it takes into consideration all the books and all the knowledge that Angela and Becca have gathered over the time. And what you've done is you've thrown it into this uh, tool that does all the hard thinking for us. This is not just another tool, is it? This is going to be as big as Scrivener. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's... Um None of us, well, we're not really business people. I'm not a business person. Um, I'm more of a person that labours out of love. And, um, you know, I think I'm very lucky that it's kind of worked out in some regards. Um, One Stop is still early days, I think, in my... Screen is quite a big beast now. It's been around for quite a while there's um that we don't actually do any advertising for scrivener at all i think it's mostly affiliates or something that you see that's advertising so both these businesses have been very organic which i kind of like because they prove themselves but with with the character tool i think it's a game changer i don't know about from a business point of view but i think it's a game changer in that in that i have never seen anything like this from assisting people in developing or validating um, the core integrity of, of, you know, is it congruent? Um, does it make sense of a character? So obviously you can you can go as deep or as light as what you want on the tool. You don't have to fill in every field. So, but, you know, there, there's kind of these basic tabs where you've got the whole backstory component, you've got the personality, the behavior, the motivations, the physical details, which is what most tools focus on. Um, daily life, um, you can, there's a small gallery there where you can upload some images. And then there's a summary section where you can export out at any point in time any component or all the components into a into a nicely compiled PDF. But you know, just on the backstory, you've got you go into their wounds. Um, there's some wound information, and um, the wounds are being pulled from the thesaurus. So if you pull a wound, um, you can make one a primary. You can have as many wounds or or positive or negative traits as you want. There's a fear section where you can start talking about the fears, the lies and secrets. So I'm just making sure I don't miss anything by going through the um, interface. Um, positive traits, negative traits. And the, the really interesting one for me where I learned the most from this tool, because I actually learned a lot from this tool, is the, the, the uh, when you start getting into core behaviours, the emotional range, how, how they cope, um, um, some quirks, that, but the motivation section, the outer and inner motivation and how they work, this tool will actually generate, based on what you've previously selected with in, in the negative, positive traits, the wounds, all these types of things, um, their primary unmet need, um, those sorts of things, the lie, the fear, it will take all that and create a summary, which we're calling a blueprint, um, which you can augment as well. Um, and you select a character arc, whether it's a change arc or a static arc, and and um, it will actually produce a blueprint, which when you actually get it, you, you kind of read this three or four paragraphs and you go, holy shit, that's that's actually that's actually my character. And, and you go, far out. I've, I've spent like 10 years freaking reading books and I've never got anywhere. And I'm so frustrated. And then this th these girls really... Um, have just nailed this. I think obviously that we will probably finesse certain things, but we spend a lot of time trying to get this right. We all really care about this this process because, but 
what I probably my contribution really it's not really in terms of what they've done it's probably because I'm so stupid when it comes to writing I guess I've kind of you know enforced that there's this inline help um, contextual help everywhere you are so you're in a tab there's a little thing that can spit out on the side or you can collapse and it just gives you inline help wherever you are so you're looking at a field and you go I don't know what arced or change type means and you can just click a link it's right there and it's it just walks you through the process so you can be a complete um idiot like me when it comes to characters where you you probably got too much information in your head and you're you're paralyzed by that and this actually will just walk you through the process but it's i did one of my characters um for a novel that i am kind of writing in the background sporadically and I put this, I've been thinking about this character for years and I put him through this tool and it, I did a deep, I did, every, I tried to go through every area just to see. Um, obviously I was testing as well, but um, it took me four hours. Um, obviously some characters, you're not going to want to do that. But at the end of it, I was thinking, holy crap, like this character I didn't even realize because you start thinking, oh, it doesn't quite, and you start augmenting all this stuff and changing stuff and you thought, you know, for my particular character, you think, holy shit, this guy's a real fucking piece of work. Like, he's a real nasty, you know, but he's got this really good side as well. And and the knock-on effects to my ideas for plot or this could happen or that could happen, it was very, very interesting process. Like, I thought, wow, this is this has spawned a lot of other stuff. What I'm, what I'm not sure about, um, Linda, really is, sure, most people will probably just put in some information, but... For the people that go do the deep dive on their protagonist or, or, or nemesis character, um, let's just say they need it for those two. If they do the proper deep dive, like reading the tutorial in Scrivener, I think they'll get the really huge benefits. But if you just kind of just do a cursory thing, it's like kind of, oh, that's kind of cool and that kind of hangs together. And that's fine. Um, but I would encourage everyone who who's, sees any value in this to go and do a deep dive in the tool and then just, because it's, for me anyway, I found it, wow. And I'd, I'd spent a year, you know, with a guy that helps me a lot, Abhishek, building this. So I thought, you know, you think you understand something, you understand something technically, but once you actually put your, your own character in there and your own, it's, it was just revolutionary. I thought, wow. And that's when I realised, holy crap, this is, this could be, this will be a game changer for the people that invest the time into their characters. Um, and that, this, I think the stories will only benefit because the characters are so much deeper. The emotion, um, the connection with your reader, the Varakaris connection is just, it's, it will be there. And um, yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a great tool. I'm really proud of this. I mean, a lot of one stop I look at now and think, oh, there's just so many things you can do to improve that, to improve this. Um, and the whole integration is where we want to focus on next i mean sure there's there'll always be other tools or bits and pieces but it's what do we fundamentally need to distill for writers to have the most value but the whole integration of the great content from the thesauruses into tools is where i think our focus will be more and more and the overall integration of the site um but yeah look i encourage people to check it out there's a there's an info page there's a video that that becca did um there's a sample pdf you can look at the types of a character that's been put together called Paul. Um, it's just really, really helpful. And there's lots of great little um, uh, lessons for different aspects of, of character.
And um, I, th I personally think it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing, but it's not so much technically. I mean, it's good technically, but what the girls have done is incredible. Yeah, what we've done as a, as a group of three people, sort of the synergy that all the corporates talk about and the sort of BS that they carry on with, I think we really have it at one stop. And I, and I love that most. I love working with the, the girls that way the most because there is synergy there. And working with females actually is really interesting dynamic. I mean, they over-communicate too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is... It's probably the only negative thing. It's just, they always want to always want to stay in contact, and it's like just leave me alone. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> but, um, but they're so caring and loving, and and just and I think what we managed to produce as a, as, as a group of three, uh, we call ourselves a Borg. This this three Borg is is I think it's now just the fruits are just starting to come. We spent three years sort of plowing the field, getting some basics down, and um, I know. You know, the subscription is a big deal for people at nine bucks a month or uh, whatever it is a year. But I think now the value is starting to catch up and I think the, the value sort of cost equation will be more and more evident for people and it will continue to get better and better. So, yeah, look, I'm really proud of One Stop. I'm proud of Scrivener. I just think it's, I feel very privileged to be working with people in those circles and, you know, um, but I'm constantly... <laughs> I'm constantly aware of how how much I'm sort of out of contact with writers in general. I've been so focused on the tools. I had a guy write to me the other day bemoaning something in script and I had no idea who he was. And then I walked into Dimex and he's got like a whole shelf of books to himself. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even know his name, but I feel really stupid sometimes that way. But, um, you know, you yes. get some characters. But most writers are great people. They're really, yeah. really good. Now, I want, to, I want to tell you, everyone, you heard it here first, that it's not Lee that over-communicates, that it's Angela and Becca. Now, keep in mind that I haven't had to say anything the last half hour. Yeah, I dread to think what the three of you are like when you're together. How fantastic is that? Uh, everyone, I learned more about my character this morning. I've written 50,000 words plus drafted two more. And going deep into this tool um, was a really great experience for me. There were questions that I hadn't even thought to ask. There were things about my characters that I learned. And this is only with um, a cursory start. As a planning tool, as a pre-planning tool, this is something that you've really, really got to have a go at. Even if you just subscribe for one month to One Stop for Writers and you have a go for your month, I reckon you could plan your next six novels uh, and then you can unsubscribe. But while you would, I've got no idea because who knows what these guys are going to come up with next. You've heard my podcast with Angela Ackerman. You've done the workshop with her. Uh, now you've heard Lee and his passion for his projects. Why wouldn't you jump on and have a go? And don't forget, if you subscribe to um, Author, Success, uh, Author Success Stories magazine, you do get a chance to win two six-month subscriptions that uh, Lee and his team have donated for us. Lee, you're going to take a break now. You're going to have a holiday um, and do what you do best, and that's relax. Yeah, well, I don't do, I don't do enough of it, but um, the missus has said to me this time, there is no laptop going with you. <laughs> Because I always travel with a laptop. We did the um, we walked the Camino de Santiago um, a few years ago, right the way across Spain, thousand kilometres, and and it was a wonderful experience. But I still took my laptop. Obviously, I was still working all the way across. But um, yeah, we just want to do more, a bit more stuff like that. Um, but I love my work. See, people say you know, like you you were talking about um, retirement as well, and I don't believe in retirement at all. I just think we well, just stop working for money. Um, what is one stop and Scrivener for me is not about money. It's just about 
I'm doing my passion and ultimately I want to do some writing. You know, I'd probably like to learn another language and, you know, I want to get better on guitar. I mean, life for me is, it kind of, it's getting simpler, but you know, I've lucky that, you know, my father always encouraged me to sort of think differently and to challenge everything. I mean, what I, what I have started doing, I'll just finish with this. You just tell me to stop, but um, I've actually, I've been reading some crazy, I'm just curious about everything. So, you know, three printing science, um, you know, entropy, a whole lot of physics stuff, blockchain, a lot of stuff that's happening in the world is just really curious um, and I'm always teaching myself stuff. But what I've started doing in the mornings for probably, I started with just a five minute thing and I just sit down, I walk down to the beach because we live near the beach, buy myself coffee, sit down, you know, put my feet in the water, maybe go for a swim, come home. And then I sit, I've got whiteboards all around my room now, which has been the best investment I've ever made. And um, I just sit and I think of anything that I'm, anything that comes to mind and I just start to challenge that and, and, and sort of question why do I, why do I, what do I believe about that or what do I think about that? That sort of fostering or feeding that sort of innovation mindset. There's a guy, Ray Kurzweil, who's just who's had, a, had a creative mind book, which just totally blew my mind. And, um, and uh, he's one of the, the lead uh, guys at Google. He's an old dude. And um, he's, uh, you know, he makes statements like, uh, the first person to live a thousand years has already been born. And so he's kind of a futuristic type thing, but he's got uh, 80% success rate um, based on numbers. And so he's got a higher hit rate than Nostradamus. And so I'm always curious about a lot of things. And I found just thinking in the mornings for that, started with five minutes, but now I can spend up to an hour. And it's amazing what has, is coming out of that. I know that's a big ask for a lot of people, but, and I'm fortunate to have the time to be able to do that. But I think when we start to think about what we want, what we want our lives to be like, what we want to be doing, um, what what juices us up, what 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 gets us off, and how do we find balance in in all the, the madness and chaos of uh, you know the 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 consumer society, all the indoctrination that we, we believe of, about everything, um, we start to challenge ourselves as to who are we. I mean, I think when my kids, I've got a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old, and I know women go through this a lot earlier than men, but when my kids kind of, they kind of don't need you anymore, you kind of move to that sort of, friend, you hope to move to that sort of friendship phase, um, and you're kind of left with, with uh, your partner who you've been living with for t- 25 years and you've been reacting to the kids and you talk about the kids and all of a sudden it's just you two in this probably too big a house, and you kind of think, well, I don't even know if I like her. I don't, even know, I don't even know if I like myself. Who am I? And um, what have I been doing? And, and that was a real blessing um, because it's hard. But those sorts of things, you kind of think, well, who am I intrinsically? And then you go through the old photos. You know, I've got a picture on my wall of me as a kid. And I'm like four years old and I'm standing just upright with a friend of mine. I can't even remember his name. And we're at some building site at the back of where my parents built their place. And we're just putting pallets together and boxes. And we built like a little cubby house. And it's literally just three walls and a floor. And I, I can honestly say I, I, remember the mo- I remember the emotion of that moment where I ne- I've never been as happy in my life than at that point. And it's kind of like that child knew. It was lost in the moment. And um, I've got pictures of my nan and granddad. Um, my nan, when she was young, I had great relationships with them all. I'm fortunately all past now, but 
I see my nan as a young woman. I see her marrying my, my grandfather. Um, I see them celebrating their, their 60th wedding anniversary and then the, you know, the obituary photos. And I just think life is just like, it's gone. And we really have to, I, for me, I think if I beat myself up and try to take on too much, I'm going to fail and I'm going to hate myself and I'm just going to get frustrated next. So I just try to draw up every day what this just a rhythm. What steps can I take today? And it may be one step. It might be on a good day. It might be four or five steps towards whatever goal. Or maybe there's multiple goals. I want, I've got to work. I've got to pay the bills. I've got to do this. But I also want to, to, to get this novel started on the side. And, you know, if I can take a step forward and I, and I write something or I plan something or whatever... And I think over time, it's like saving. You put, so I try to teach my, teach my kids to save 10%. Pay yourself first. You know, you're the, you're the most important person in the world. Regardless of your bills, you'll always survive. Just pay yourself first. Put it aside. Because in two years' time, 18 months' time, you'll look at that saving and you'll be able to do something you're worthy with it where you can actually get the money working for you and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, they're not doing that. What does Dad know? Um, but, um, you know, it's... I think life fundamentally as I get older is, is becoming simpler. Um, maybe I'm becoming more stoic, kind of trying to shed off more of the, the material stuff and just, um, and just think, what do, I, what do I really need? You know, what do I really need to be happy? And definitely one-stop scrivener, writing, music, um, reading. I'm a voracious reader, bibliophile. Like, I just love it. I just love learning stuff. Um, is important. It makes me feel whole. Does it have any value at the end of the day? I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think I would just encourage people to, to have a go. I, I'm, not, I'm never going to be a great writer. Some of the people that I like reading the best, they're pretty crappy writers. Like, I, I, because my grammar is constantly corrected because of the, the, the circles that I, I email in is terrible. So, you know... I think, well, I'm, I'm never going to be a, an amazing writer, but that's not going to stop me writing. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy I read, I think his name's Douglas. I can't, I can't remember his name now. He's got, he does all these e-books and um, he's got the most amazing story concepts, but he's writing shit. But I, I love his books. You know, it's like even, even, even the, you know, the proverbial um, Fifty Shades, which I, I had to read. I read all three vol volumes because I lost a bet with my wife. At the end of the day, regardless of whether the lady is a shit writer or not, she is talented enough to capture that emotion, that sense of um, things that everyone was feeling, that everyone resonated with. And I think she deserves, you know, all the, you know, the, the good credit. She, she captured that essence. And um, so, yeah, I think it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. If, you know, there's so many good musicians, fantastic musicians. But I'm still going to learn to play the blues. I'm still going to play my crappy little licks because it gives me a sense of pleasure. Yeah. I think you know we're going to stop. I think we're going to stop here. There. Um, yeah. I've, anyway, I've, you can tell I don't get out enough. I've got. Look, I didn't want to stop Lee because I reckon we're learning more and more as we let as we let you talk, Lee. I don't think you're the only one that feels like this. I think we're finally living in an age where creativity and imagination are starting to be valued again. Those soft those soft schools, skills, a lot more of us are moving away from that materialistic world and that corporate um, uh, chain, I guess you'd call it. Mm. And I think the, um, the more it happens, the better. I'm sick of being the poor art student, you know. You want fries with that. I want, you know, validation in my own way that, that 
um, Creativity Matters. Um, I'd love to see your novel. I'd love to have you back on when you finish that novel. Um, put everything aside and, and get writing. I think that would be great. Um, I'd love to see some of that passion and energy poured onto the page with you, Lee. Thank you, Melinda. I appreciate your, your patience in listening to me sort of soliloquise for quite some time. Your poor audience, uh, hopefully they found some benefit into, into yeah. you know, what I'm saying. But, uh, um, that's why we call it. Yep, that's why we call ourselves Writer on the Road, because we're all on the journey together. Uh, and it doesn't matter where it takes us, because it's the journey that matters. How cute is that? Yeah, I think it's um, learning to be in the moment. Um, yeah, definitely. All I mean, right. There's so much I would love to say, but I'm conscious that you, you're on a timeline. So, yep. um, but yeah, thank you, Melinda. Yeah, look, when you've finished your holidays and um, when you've got time again, I know you don't like jumping on board and podcasting, but this is what makes podcasting uh, my passion project. We get to talk to people like you and we can talk and we delve a little bit deeper into what makes us makes us all tick. Uh, I've got to go because I've got to go and interview another person right now, uh, Karen Vigors of the uh, Yorkshire's daughter, uh, but I would rather have spent spent more time with you and and we could have um, philosophized on life we could have moved right away from books 100 percent. i love that <laughs> and three okay. years reading philosophy but no look I, I i i wish you all the best with what you're doing i i i think what you're doing is really important and i, I can see that you're getting some traction and there's 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 an appetite for um quality um content that's you know that's pithy and and, and helpful to people so i think i wish you all the best with that and um, i'd be happy to to chat with you on or offline anytime, Melinda. So uh, thank you for, for being able to talk to your audience today. All right. And I'll go and tell Angela that you were an ideal podcast guest. Uh, don't tell her that <laughs> because she'll get me doing other stuff and I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go and tell her that you said she talked a lot. Okay. Uh, that's it from another episode of Rudder on the Road.